0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Nightlife Project Podcast. I'm your host Camino. I'm here with Jeff Sokowitz, our guest, and Kai William, my uh, partner, I guess. Is that the right yes, word? Yes, your partner. My partner. Your partner. Yeah, be my partner. <laughs> you can both be my partners.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. I just have so many partners. I, I never did anything really 100% by myself. I, I just have a partner for everything. I like working with partners and make things a lot more fun and a lot easier.
0: Same. It's tough on your own. Who wants to do things by themselves? Control freaks. <laughs> That's why I like doing things by myself. And- yeah, well, I was going to say I'm not going to name anybody. <laughs> okay, how are you
2: guys doing? You both good? Fantastic.
1: I'm I'm feeling great. It's a It's a Monday. It's a new start to a week. We have a very, very exciting weekend ahead of us.
2: I, I thought you were going to say we have a very exciting guest on the program, but also... That's a given. Also an exciting
1: weekend. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Me and Jeff are very excited. What are you guys doing? We have the Martinez brothers booked out at this venue called Barcode by our house. By your house. By my house more so. Yeah, we're, we've are we taken the scene out of Brooklyn and moved it to Jersey because we have no, no other choice. It's important that everybody listening to the podcast knows that I live in Brooklyn and not New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That was, Yeah, so I live in Brooklyn it's, and not New It's Jersey. funny when everyone's like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, yeah, based in Brooklyn. But if you want to get technical, I live in New Jersey. And then I try to sugarcoat it by adding all these things where I'm like, yeah, but it's only one mile across the river from Manhattan. But at the end of the day, it is in New Jersey.
2: So I've been doing that my whole life. I grew up like literally on the border of New York, where New York City becomes the suburbs, where it becomes Nassau County. And it's Long Island. And it's so much less cool to be like, I'm from Long Island, and to say I'm from New York City, so I've been sugarcoating it my whole life.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, you're in, you're from London, but living in Berlin, but you'll be joining us soon, which is awesome. And me and Jeff are very excited.
0: I'm so excited for that. Three months to go, people. Unless the country suddenly like melts down, but I think we should be That, good. that That's already happened. Yeah, it's already happened. We're good, I can just come now.
1: <laughs> and our giant massive following Of people who listen to this podcast will be dying to meet you they'll be waiting for you at the airport
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're dying for it i'm excited to look back on this one day and be like "Cool, we did this yeah very long time ago um but yeah uh so boy boys uh what's going on with you two in regards to music what have you got planned for the future a lot Uh, oh where should we
2: start we're playing this weekend with the Martinez brothers. We're going to be down in Miami as
1: well.
0: Welcome to yes. Miami.
1: Um so pumped. It's so cold up here, man. I I hate this weather. If if it was if we had Miami weather in New York, I would literally never go anywhere else. Yeah, same. Like, I, I wouldn't even want a vacation.
2: We're going down. I don't, we don't have anything concrete in Miami yet, but we're setting up shop for the most part. I'm probably going to be buying an apartment in Miami, so I'm going to be buying not bi whatever the word is for when you live in two places um gonna...
0: it will be bi-coastal if you were living in LA and New York yeah but since you are it's, it's like
2: say, it's the same coast well it, anyway are... I'm I'm buying a condom in Miami
0: just say you're bi-coastal <laughs> it sounds cool bi-coastal
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm semi-coastal um semi-coastal. <laughs> it'll be yeah it'll be great so hopefully we'll get Get it popping down there. There's um, some more events in New York. Some COVID-friendly, uh, socially distanced events in New yeah, York. Yeah, we
0: love COVID at our event. COVID's welcome anytime. COVID-friendly event.
2: Yeah, we don't. Well, we don't want COVID. We want not. We want COVID to not not be present.
0: Well, the UK, the UK
1: is finally rolling out vaccinations this week. I think I saw.
0: Yep, we were the first country to allow to. to I think the, the Pfizer vaccine is the first. Uh, I think that, that was, was the it. first yeah. ones to approve it. So, Good. I'm ready to go. Everyone's ready yeah, to go. We're right, also let's action. go. Let's I fucking go. It. Let's do it. Oh my god. But
1: I I talk about this with Jeff and and Escanio and everyone else all the time. This whole COVID thing has been such. This is gonna sound so bad. To say it's been such a blessing for myself. Um, I feel like it's kind of leveled the playing field for people who are in my position and Jeff's position and your position, Escanio. Um, to where, you know, we're not really living in the shadows of the the major headliners anymore. Um, it kind of gives an opportunity for everyone to. You know, not that they're starting completely from fresh, but uh from scratch, if you know what I'm saying, but it gives us opportunity to to be creative and, and stay relevant in a time like this. So I'm definitely thankful for some of the things that COVID has caused.
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's okay. I mean, obviously you kind of it's hard to say that without acknowledging like, you know, literally mass amounts of death. Um, which is sad to say, but it's just it's just a major change in like every aspect of life and with that even though on the whole it's bad for society, obviously, for there to be disease. It's obviously a bad thing. But, you know, with like huge structural shifts in society, there's always gonna be kind of um losers and winners. Um and I think just for local artists, it's been it has been a bit of a help because, you know, that you just can't tour internationally if you're Saleplex or you know, black coffee or name your huge headliner who would be playing it avant Gardner and brooklyn mirage knocked outside all the big venues in new york so um it's been interesting but yeah it, it's kind of given us a bit of notoriety um in a way and kind of helped us so it is weird
0: yeah do, do you guys get like do people like talk shit on you guys for throwing events because i know you guys obviously they're like you know everyone has to sit down there's like protections and stuff but like Oh, not many, like,
2: not many, especially because it's not like we're throwing illegal events and like you know paying off the cost Like we're not, we're not, we're following the rules. Like we're everything we're doing is within the law. Um, so you know, if if uh, and I do tell people, you know, like going to anything, going to a restaurant or going anywhere leaving your house, leaving your house is not Literally. Is, yeah you're taking some kind of risk so i'm never like you know like i'm not i'm not like a salesman i'm never like oh yeah calm it's perfectly everything you do is perfectly safe all the time like that's, <laughs> that's just not reality
1: right and in terms of what's essential and what's not this kind of stuff plays such a big role in people being happy um not going into just being around people that's a very healthy thing to do i understand it's covid but just like being outside of your house and in an area where there are a some other people that's very good for your mental health
2: i've had i've had multiple people tell me that they're either depressed or you know like i've had people tell me they were like suicidal and then they've come to an event and been able to let loose a little bit even though obviously the world is different now you can't fully be packed like sardines um and they're just so happy and it's such a that's such release. so you know like you want people to be safe and healthy but there's there's definitely some kind of balance.
1: Yeah, I don't I think people are the people who are coming are extremely thankful and very very grateful and they are letting us know that week after week. We are doing them on a basically a weekly basis um at this venue right now. Um and I'm feeling very lucky and fortunate to be in the position to do that. Um but yeah, you know, uh, part of the reason I got into this was to make people feel good, maybe even feel good so I wanted to replicate that back onto the people. So it is nice that we're still able to provide that to people, and I think they do take that into consideration, so in terms of you know quote unquote talking shit about us uh I haven't really gotten anything directly, but then again, I don't know who's talking about me behind no. my back so i've
2: gotten I've gotten one I've gotten one negative some random person online
1: oh, I yeah, remember that that was a nasty really nasty comment.
2: nasty um, but that's what happens like And even, you know, aside from like COVID or whatever, just the more, I think the more notoriety you get, you're always going to get like kind of nastiness for no reason. Yeah, you are. It's like, it's like, I actually always think about it this way. Um, I remember once I got into like a little fender bender, my mom was driving and we like pulled over to the side of the road. And if you think about it, like we're on the side of the highway, there are like hundreds or thousands of cars that drive by on the other side that, you know, they like look over, they see there's an accident. And the vast, vast, vast majority of people just drive by and they're like, that sucks. Those people got in an accident. But there's there were like one, two, three people who would like lower their window and scream at you and like, you're an idiot, like for getting into a car accident. They're like, you're an idiot. But if you think about it, there's just there are thousands of cars driving by and there's going to be like a very, very small percentage of people who want to make you feel like shit. So don't focus on the few assholes in in the bunch and focus on all the people who are supportive
0: yeah i was actually thinking about this the other day you know how there's some facebook posts and you like go into the comments and it's just negative shit like it's just like angry people karen's just everyone talking shit <laughs> what, what you should look at what you should look at is not the percentage of negative comments it's actually the ratio of negative comments to likes because people who like people who who agree aren't going to fucking like commenting. post most of the time you know no, like they don't so care true. like i'm not going to oh yeah i really agree and <laughs> in certain <laughs>
2: things it's like it's literally it's like it's bots too on some social media like if like if you look at like the new york times or something like very mainstream like they're literally like robots commenting on it and you're like this isn't even a real human it's it's
0: actually pretty crazy like i don't know i'm sure you guys follow sports teams on uh on social media the amount Uh... of bots okay maybe not jeff but i i do right and the amount of bots that comment on these posts is insane and they're all like these like you know fake images of like porn stars that post like oh Oh, i love those only tonight (laughs) dude apparently listen to this shit apparently at liverpool football club there is someone who is who is tasked literally their job is to go on the posts of liverpool and delete all of those comments because they get like thousands it's funny when those show up on like the president's instagram it's like
1: message me for message me for a good time splash emoji splash emoji for
0: like a thousand likes it's like the top pick, yeah top. Comment. it's so
1: funny to be coming on those yeah those bot comments are crazy like obviously they don't filter out there's no like AI out there that can really analyze an image and say okay this com. well yet yeah, it's like this comment's good for this post but they but, like- should
0: be though right like that's something Instagram really needs to sort out they have so many algorithms for other shit detecting like nipples and like fucking <laughs> you know what I mean like they don't yeah it's so- just hard
1: there's always gonna be someone out there 10 steps ahead saying this is how we're gonna get this done so no matter what there's always gonna be got someone I out thought- there working I towards lonely that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you're lonely tonight yeah.
0: just, tough luck mate try somewhere else just Ven- Venmo Venmo me nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me your bank details <laughs> oh man Ascani, what's up with you oh man well I haven't left my studio in like three weeks it's been amazing um, can you
1: let everyone know about like the fact that you, I think this is so fascinating how you used to live in an actual apartment oh, yeah. and then you said you got a studio and then you live in there now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So basically I, I had my old apartment and I, I rent, and not, not I rent a studio,
1: the, not just for so everyone who's listening, not like a studio where it's like, there's no bedrooms. It's like an actual music studio. Yeah.
0: No, there's no, 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 no. It is absolutely not meant for living. So, so what happened is this, I was living in my, you know, apartment uh, in the middle of Berlin. And then I rented a studio space to do my work in. And I like, <laughs> within a week, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. I like, there's like, Two hundred other recording studios in this building. Some amazing people live here. Some good friends of mine. Uh, there's like parties. There's like just like conversation. There's like amazing characters that you meet on a pretty much daily basis. Um, and so within like a week of moving, I was like, "Why don't I just fucking live here?" Because the rent is like two fifty a month, right? It's nothing. So I just decided, "Fuck it, I'm gonna move all of my is there shit." A shower into this... in there? Well, um, kind of. <laughs> so there's there's one shower there's one shower in the entire building it's on the ground floor i could smell you um, through this microphone yeah no it's 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 that's that's the problem right you just you just stop caring about anything you just like i don't need okay i shower semi-regularly <laughs> everyone i like how you
1: totally no but you're totally embracing the the artist lifestyle i don't know i'm a, i'm i'm an artist
2: and i shower every morning
1: yeah but jeff you're, you're just quote unquote starving artist yeah, lifestyle so
0: the other thing is i like normally i am a hygienic kept together tidy individual but i decided to do this for six months and just see what happens if i'm not that is it,
2: are, you, are you are you happy with yeah with i'm de- i'm
0: extremely happy that's that's the, that's the i mean i wouldn't have moved in if i wasn't because i could afford to live in my old apartment i
2: may have to try it
0: your six month your six months rent is like equivalent to two months in new york city it's it's an incredible thing to do because i like there's no one telling me to do anything i don't actually need to do anything because i don't like i don't need to work that much because my life is so cheap right now nothing there's, yeah that's
2: great but it's it's good to be comfortable like that because it is
0: good. it's also good to be uncomfortable it's freeing
2: it's freeing
0: it's very free i feel unbelievably free i feel like completely independent because
2: i'm very much attached to spending money and that's something that i'm really trying to transition as To be a full-time artist that can
0: yeah that's that's the thing that that doesn't
2: need to spend money on things
0: because the the good things are not material right like they're just not i mean there are a lot of good things which are material but the really great things aren't um and 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 the satisfaction i get from you know living my life and working as a musician that's worth so much more to me because i've lived the the wealthy lifestyle with my student loan haven't we all uh, how are you and and you know i used to make a lot more money than i do now but i'm definitely way happier now and i'm so happy i made this choice
1: well to me to me success is based on not just wealth maybe even really at all just it's just being happy i mean obviously you need a little bit of wealth to to financially support yourself but once you hit that certain threshold of whatever that is anything else doesn't matter at all And, and being in that state of pure happiness like you definitely are and like me and jeff are trying to transition to that full artist uh lifestyle like that's so incredible! Like I'm super envious of that for sure.
0: Well, I'm gonna move, mm. Jeff. We should live together, and I'll show you how to do it, man. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to
2: show me how to do it. No, I, I was gonna say like I've told so many people my pl- I'm I'm leaving a very lucrative job, um, mm. in time to be a full time artist, and nobody, not a single person, has been like, that's not a good idea. You should stick around. Like every single person has been like
1: that's about right. Like wow, good for you. That's sick. And wait, Jeff, tell everyone who's listening who has no idea who you are, um what you do for a living right now. Uh yeah, so
2: as a lip for a living, I'm a corporate attorney at a large um just a big law firm. We handle um corporate transactions, so we do like it, it, we're largely in the private equity space, so it's, you know, like a private equity fund will be buying a company um for hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, you know, like a fortune 500 type company. Uh, and we handle the whole, the whole acquisition. So it's, it's, it's like as corporate and intense, um, a profession as you can imagine. It doesn't, I'd say other than being like a doctor, maybe it doesn't, it's like that, that typical, very corporate kind of path that doesn't give you, um, the ability to have, you know, like a passion on the side. And so you know, my quote unquote passion on the side is really what I want to do with my life. Yeah, so.
1: it's really impressive. I always think about it all the time, how how you're possibly managing it too, because I have a job that's definitely a little bit more flexible than than you do. Um, for anyone who's wondering what I do on top of music, it's I'm a, I'm a full, t- my full-time job, quote unquote, is a sales trainer um, and I travel. So it, it is a kind of intensive, but definitely not to the level of Jeff. So like for anyone listening who's looking to do sort of balance their full-time job, and their passion whether it be music or whatever it is what is something you can recommend to them to help hit those goals because you're doing yeah you're doing an incredible job
2: it's just about it's about balance and like you have to cut certain things out of your life like I think social media and just being on my phone is a really bad addiction for me right now and that I see that taking up a lot of time but I'm also like when I was especially when I first started production like I didn't watch people always ask me about like are you watching X, Y, Z on Netflix or whatever? And I'm just like, no, I work and then I make music and then I plan events and then I get sets to get, like, I don't, you just have to be the type of person who doesn't waste a second in the day, you know, not to, you know, not to pat myself on the back. But, you know, it's, it's, there are only, there are only so many hours in the day. I think, I think the real, the, the thing for me that's really unsustainable is I'm in the type of job where, you know, they may ask you like, to do something on a Saturday afternoon, and it's just the corporate culture is not such that you can just be like, oh, I'm playing a gig, I can't, I'll get to it Monday, like you're expected to be kind of on call on the weekends and late nights and stuff like that, so it's it's not at all sustainable, but um, you know, that's life, I've I've put myself in a good position to have a bit of savings coming out of that profession and really go for it as an artist, so um, I think a lot of a lot of it is just about good timing, and it's like just a really good t- like everything's. I think Kyle probably feels the same way. Like the stars are just really aligning for us at the right time. Where um, you know the uh, they also say you know you don't you don't go full time as an artist and just like decide all of a sudden like I'm gonna go for it as an artist and quit my job. Like it kind of has to be the thing where you see the path and, and you kind of have to be full-time because everything's taking off and you don't you know you have too much to do in the day and and too many opportunities and i feel like we're kind of in that position where there's there's so much going on that it's it would be silly to almost not be full-time artists at this point Mm. so i think those are the considerations but it's it's cool man it's just it's worked out in in a really great way
1: yeah it's really cool to see um for you jeff like just knowing how intensive your job is i always think about it all the time i never really asked you about it
2: I actually like I I used to almost be cuz con- my day job is like, you know, obviously in the house and techno world, it's like very um free and there's drugs around and you really? know I'm not Really drugs? <laughs> <laughs> you're, like you're you're an artist and um it, you're not only are you an artist, but you're an artist within the world of partying. Um so it's it's not really something you could really be upfront about with like a corporate profession. Um and my profession is like so unbelievably corporate um so that's like that it's a really really hard to like square those two things together and so I was always almost like a little bit embarrassed by uh what my day job was but I think the more I've spoken to people everybody's always kind of just like impressed and they're like that's a really cool story and I've kind of come around to that being more like a cool path than than something to be embarrassed about like I I used to kind of hide it um but you know, I mean, there's shouldn't be like embarrassed to be a successful attorney before becoming like a house and te- a house and techno artist. It's but you're,
0: you're right about the house and techno scene being it's super left wing um, because yeah. of its. Well, roots, it's not even it's not know? even
2: left wing. My firm is is very like politically left leaning, but in a different like they're connected to politicians as opposed to like you know like yeah, yeah a yeah. liberal lifestyle. Well,
0: I'll I'll, t- I'll I'll give you I'll give you this this interesting thing in Berlin. This is how liberal the house in Techno is here. In Berlin, there are knights, like certain Cubs, that are like, like communist knights. Like that's like <laughs> the general theme. You know, it's like politically, the Cubs here were, were meant to be like a bastion of left wing freedom. And if right. you think about it, it makes sense because the, the whole like right side of Germany right. before the Berlin Wall fell was under the co- fucking communist Russia, you know? Right. Um, so if you grew up in that, in that like style of living, you're probably still going to be somewhat used to it. I think it's kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think because of the roots of House and Techno being in like, you know, African-American gay scene, it's kind of always going to be linked to that like politically, like super left side. Yeah, um, I think
2: especially House
0: too. Especially House, yeah. Well, did you... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I
1: love the, the history of just like house. There's so many sick documentaries. Um, I can't think of anything yeah. off like the top of my head because there's just all over the place on YouTube. But for anyone listening who doesn't really know the history of house and techno, it's very like rebellious and very like uh, renegade and just like re- just doing what you're I don't want to say not supposed to doing. It's just, like bringing people together. It's a really, really cool history. So definitely recommend going on YouTube and typing in ha- house and
0: techno history. There's two I recommend actually. One of them is How Clubbing Changed the World. Uh, Idris Elba presents that one. It's really really good. And then and then also uh, the Chemical Generation, which is a documentary on acid house, which you should also definitely watch. But I mean, it's the whole it's it's incredible what happened. I mean, like it started in America um, in pretty you know poor black communities, um, and then. Well, it, was gay, it was gay black, gay black communities in right? Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago it was gay black. In Detroit, it was kind of all over the place. Um, and yeah, basically they blew up in England, really. And then in England, people started playing their records on the radio, and everyone's like, "What is this music?" And then they all went over to England, and everything exploded. They went to Berlin as well. Uh, Juan Atkins came to Berlin. And... It's also
2: it's cool how modern the history is too, because like think about like Danny Tenaglia was like. I'm sure it was there with some of the earliest clubs in New York. And we like, you know, we like just played with him twice. So like these people who are the innovators are most, I mean, like not, not like Frankie Knuckles or Larry Levin, but like they're, they're still around. Like Kevin Saunderson is still around and all of the,
1: all of the Detroit guys are still performing. Like we, Carl Craig just performed. I love watching the, the older videos, like the old raves. I just, Makes me feel so... I get so fired up every time I see a video. It's like an old, foggy yeah. rave. It's like... They
2: almost, like, they don't know how to dance yet.
1: Like, they haven't figured out, like, what you're supposed to do. Oh, uh, Speaking of dancers, it's crazy how there's so many different types of people within our house and community, house and techno communities as well, like the Shufflers. You like, know, I, I started as a dancer. Oh, I know. I've been back on your Instagram. <laughs> unfortunately, Jeff has archived all those, so anyone Everything listening is can't find Everything's archived now, but yeah. I started as a dancer.
2: Oh, my God. I need to see these. I'm a... I'm a i'm a a sick dancer to be honest
1: no yeah it's it's funny like they play such a a pretty big role in in this industry and in terms of like groups of people coming out to your parties and stuff i mean they're at i wonder when that started um probably when they were all realized they didn't know how to dance like jeff was just saying it's very organic though like like that style of dance is just uh
2: like shuffling your feet really matches the fast pace of house and techno music so it's very it's just i think it's just a very organic movement to. it do. is
0: yeah it makes sense the shuffle it does yeah. i used to do it as well in the clubs i would do it for like seven hours straight. it's
2: kind of like riding a bike like once you learn how to do it you
1: can just do it forever such a good it's exercise
0: like to burn so yeah. many calories it's all,
1: they're all in sick shape all these shufflers are just yeah i used to love it and then
2: like there would be people in the club who were doing it and they'd be like want people to look at them but they didn't really know how to do it and then you just like look at them you're like i'm about to blow i'm about to blow you up (laughs) (laughs) Um, i remember once i took this guy's shoes he was like wearing these like really crazy shoes and then he like tried to shuffle and he couldn't and i'm like let me see those shoes i like put on his shoes and then like blew up this spot and everybody was like oh (laughs) it was like the the funniest moment
1: that's the best moment of Jeff's life, even to this uh. very date, of all the good gigs you know he's was, played. You know
2: who was playing, actually? That was uh, CJ, that was uh, Coop, and Brendan. No way. We are play- playing in New York. Yeah, I remember that. They were playing here night. in New York? They are playing at Knockdown Center, yeah, for Halloween.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot they did that party. Yeah. That's sick. Uh, I, re- I remember that night. It's it actually fun. I met you through Brendan Bustrow. Um Brendan Barstow. Barstow. Oops. Sorry. Um <laughs> yeah, <yo>, that was <laughs> really cool. Like,
0: name, Kai.
1: <laughs> yeah, me and Jeff got super close. Honestly, not till very recently, I would say within what, the last like three, four months.
0: Uh,
1: since like the summer. Yeah, I remember I signed Brandon and Chris Mays, two Pittsburgh guys to my label. And then um Brendan's like, Oh yeah, I have this this friend from New York who's gonna start doing this, these minimal parties. So I like reached out to Jeff and we ended up doing an event together and then I think you just invited me out to some some cabin in the woods over the summer. Yeah, I invited you out with like Julio and. Yeah, I was like, I got nothing like, going on. And you're like, I was like, and you told me what you were doing. I'm like, oh, I I kind of want to go. Is that cool? And you're like, yeah, yeah, that was such
2: a that was such a Kyle move too. You're just like, <laughs> wait, I wanna I want to do that. I'm coming. I'm like,
1: <laughs> awesome. I always invite myself to places, always, but nobody ever doesn't want you to come. That's, oh, that's thank that's you, nice Jeff.
0: Thing. Boom. That's how you do it.
1: It's <laughs> a nice compliment. I wouldn't say. Not everyone wants me there. I'm sure some people don't enjoy me being around.
0: You can't please everybody.
2: Well, if they don't like you, then fuck them. All right, I like it.
0: Don't swear on our podcast, Jeff, for fuck's sake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, what we should do now is we should... So we like to preview tracks on every podcast, so why don't we just go into uh, one of your tracks, Jeff? Is there any tracks that you want to preview?
2: Um yeah i mean i guess i i just had the Antara ep come out but um i'm actually i really love the cosmical ep that i have in december so maybe maybe we could do that
0: Hi guys, that was limited capacity masks required by Jeff Sorkwitz. That's a handful, isn't it? That name, um, <laughs> I, actually, I actually mastered that one. Um, it's it's, it's absolutely awful. That's got to be the worst track I've ever heard in my life. I
2: played that one, um, when, when I was doing direct support for Claptone, just patting myself on the back about that one. Look at that! and that was like the last no, it was like a really cool experience. It was the last track I played before. Clapton mixed in Um, and so you know like I I put it on and then he starts mixing in and it's all like there's so much buzz in the club because you know like this huge star is coming on and me the nobody is coming off so I'm just like (laughs) there's so much energy in the room at that moment and I remember like walking around um, the club a little bit and just like looking at the crowd I'm like this sounds really good in this club right now. And it was it, yeah, it was one of those like moments where I'm just like feeling really good about my because it just like with with all that energy, um, the drops just sounded really, really cool in the club. So
0: Yeah. The track the tracks dope, man. I remember I I, I didn't have I, I did have to do a bunch of stuff while mastering. I'm trying to remember what I did. But the high end was, was decent to begin with. But um I'll take decent from Ascanio.
2: If Ascanio says something's
1: decent, it's it's, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah i'm very i'm very very critical extremely like, that's,
1: that's... Crit- we can't even get on our own record label
0: no i won't no, it's them, so I won't so for yeah yeah great track <laughs>
1: jeff i'm excited for that i remember when you first Me got too, that actually. signed uh dude you're so crazy jeff got like 10 tracks signed in like a couple days he never had anything else signed and the next thing you know he's like yeah i just i had my whole catalog just signed out in like a week it was fantastic it's cool it's awesome i'm really excited for you man um Thank you. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, we are s- launching Short Circuit, which is the brand that me and Jeff have been doing parties with, with Techno Brooklyn and Do Not Sleep, Electric Abiza, um, tons of other partnerships make those parties happen, but we're basically turning that into a record label as well, and Ascania will be part of the team on that, uh, engineering all the tracks, and doing uh, A&R for us as well. Um, yeah, It's, it's funny. coming it's along. Like, what?
2: It's coming along. It
1: is. We got our logos back. The logos
2: are great, like we the artists we've been talking to i I probably shouldn't say anything no don't the art, say anything, the, anything. The, the, the artists we've been talking to are like are fantastic yeah, they're very very good and i'm
1: it's really I'm really happy to see how receptive they are of this idea, and they like basically accept the concept and they're now talking to their managers uh setting up meetings with them and going over stuff like that so yeah,
2: well we're like we're super professional.
1: Pat ourselves in the back um no that, that to their point to your point about professionalism it's something that I struggle to find uh in this industry for people who are not the a list labels or the a list artists everyone else is pretty lax which is fine and it's it's good in its own way but it's very hard to find like startup professional labels or just people to work with it's so f- it's so frustrating it's like it's like you almost like don't take pride in what you do and I'll never get that because I know for a fact like 100% fact that everyone who makes music, house music and techno, they love it. It's their full on passion, but like where's your pride in, in the sense of like making sure everything's done properly or making sure your artists know the release date of a release so they're not like hitting you up on the day of saying, "Oh, I didn't know this was coming out today."
2: Well, it's also it's just the perfect the perfect storm of people are young for the most part. It's a young man's game.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh so they're a bit more immature. It's the party scene. It's artists who are obviously artists are all over the place so like the type of people at our scene definitely don't let, lend themselves to a ton of professionalism a good point it's a very good point
1: yeah i guess that's kind of what separates everyone too but yeah but it's a, it's an opportunity like everything's an opportunity you know like be professional be a little bit professional and you'll go far yeah but i'm saying even to the point of something so small like this is so minute but if you have a release with a record label and they don't tell you the date how like what that just blows my mind like how do you expect them to push it and then you know i i've heard record labels getting into arguments with artists because they're not pushing it but you never told them when the release date was they have no promo assets or anything like it that's just so insane to me i don't know i'll I'll never understand
2: and one thing we've been doing that i've been pushing for and that we i think everybody wants to do is we actually get on the phone with people which is great like instead of just oh yeah i'll take your track like actually talk even if there's you're not giving feedback or anything just like say hello
0: yeah i think that's i, that, I think that's really important i but love in, those in defense calls. of in def, oh, me too i love us I, I i would love get I, i've never gotten a call from from a label that tried to sign me but i will say i think for the really big labels it's it, it, it's pretty it must be pretty difficult to organize a call you know these people like if you're the a and r for a record label and are getting 500 emails jamie week,
1: J- jamie jones i know he still gets on a call with all the artists he's going to sign. I know he does that. Um, but it's just like, you know, you can carve out 10 minutes. You can, there's 10 minutes in your day no matter who you are. You know what I mean?
2: Stop sexting and give your artist a call. It's gone yeah, now.
0: Jeff. <laughs> that was a comment towards yourself there. <laughs> uh, that, that's a bit of Freudian. Is that a Freudian slip technically? I'm not sure.
2: Um, no, a Freudian slip is when you like accidentally say the wrong word
0: okay yeah yeah fair enough so the most, this is like a Freudian phrase <laughs> but yeah guys we're really excited about this
1: record label this will be the second imprint I'm launching on. I'm really happy to be doing it with these two we have one more guy on our team uh, James Weiler we all adore James Weiler he's the man oh, he's
2: the best he's <laughs> we the best. Do all adore we need to get that, him on here as well
1: that, yeah we should get him on uh, in terms of A&R um, so if you guys want to hound him with demos or ask some questions about the label he's also a really 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 good producer really good yeah but the the the
2: E P that I have with Wyler that's coming out, you could you could blame all the good stuff on me, but
0: <laughs> yeah. When Wyler, when Wiley's just just to just to show you how good he is, when Wyler Wyler sent me this track like a week ago and I didn't really have any comments about it. Oh which, I'm waiting for that day. Is,
1: the day where Ascanio has no comments for me. But as of now, I cannot even get signed to my own record label that I'm starting, so I'm working nope. on it. <laughs>
0: That's what we're here for, so mate.
2: I, I find actually sometimes the better a track is, the more you have comments on it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Which is I, I Ascanio. I always tell, I always give you like a lot of detailed comments because there's like so much good in all of your tracks, and then I'm like, there's just like little things that I notice because like things are actually well done. We're, yeah. Whereas when something's shit, you're just like, I don't even know what to say about yeah. this. You yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, uh,
1: well, just throw the whole thing out, then we'll start fresh. Yeah, but it's it's much easier to be like, this is so good, but maybe do this slightly different and it'll be Mm, amazing. mm, mm, mm. Jeff, you're really good at giving feedback. I think that's a great practice for any new producers is even if you're not the best producer, just getting in the habit of listening for detailed listening and giving feedback is a great way to improve your own feedback as well, your own tracks as well.
2: Specific feedback is always really helpful. Mm. Like if you say this specific element should cut at this part of the song like that's very tangible
1: it's good it's someone can do something like that and i know for my i, I have the community running with Wyler where we do i do feedback a lot it's one of the, the, the big things that i think that everyone in the community appreciates and i give the, like massive detailed feedback and it's really cool to see when i do that and i actually get back in, like, very very highly improved tracks to the point where it was not mixable i couldn't play it in my set and like i'm gonna download these kids tracks now i'm gonna play them out in our set just because, like, when you give that detailed improvement they like you said jeff it's tangible they can actually do are, something are, with that are
2: we are we playing it for martino's brothers
1: it might make the cut
2: okay we'll we'll talk
1: offline <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm very excited for that set don't man fucking that, play that track, bro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that'll be fun that'll be so much fun i mean there are, that, that's what i always tell you too is like we're a lot i i don't think like musically or production wise we're very much like them but just kind of their persona how they're those guys are always like they're known the thing they're famous for is that they're always laughing and having a good time Mm. on on stage and it's like very infectious in that way and they always have people around them Mm -hmm. when they're playing we're so like that yeah i like to be
1: very uh engaged within the crowd Uh, i like looking at people i like if i'm if it's an intimate thing where i could reach over and like give them a high five or like invite them back behind the deck for a second I I love being totally immersed within the crowd. And I I said this to you, Jeff. Like, I love when I look behind us in the booth and it's like all of our friends and we can feed off that, you know? Um, Yeah, that's why when when I
2: when I did Clapton, um, the booth was empty and, um, you know, I'm kind of like used to people being around me. And I really kind of like felt like I was having a bad set just because there was nobody behind me kind of like pumping me up and the, just in that club the dj booth is kind of like uh, is is like on a stage above everybody so you could you, it's hard to even make out whether people are enjoying or down and that that makes a set so much more yeah. difficult if there's nobody to feed off of yeah i think you also missed me by your side looking at you every two I seconds did. saying, oh, I that was I, sick
1: that was sick bro
2: that was that was a good i was very happy with the way that went but i definitely would would have preferred you were there yeah, yeah. i enjoy playing with you a lot yeah,
0: it is. It is hard when there's no one behind you. it's a really good point. It's yeah. funny because
2: everyone is in front of you. You know, so you well, should. But <laughs> well, it's like, Kyle, Kyle sometimes with during the pandemic, um you know, we'll do like odd events where everybody's seated and socially distanced. And sometimes Kyle will be like, "We're not dancing. Like, what should we play?" And I'm just like, "There, there are bouncers forcing everybody to be at a table. They're right me get it's off not, the tables."
1: yeah it's yeah. not your fault like the music's great it's funny you just said one thing uh, i actually was thinking about this the other day ascanio you just said uh, how everyone's looking at the dj and it's funny how in, in the very beginning when like the dj wasn't the center of attention they still had djs but the club was just people walking around. it was just a giant dance floor and they weren't in the front and center and like i could i really want to experience a party like that where like you can't see the dj and it's just a giant to dance the whole room to dance floor and you're just interacting
0: with people
2: yeah it's weird it's
1: weird because there's nowhere to for everybody to focus your
0: attentions forward it's so strange there was a club i think it was in new york in the late 80s i'm not don't quote me on that but there was definitely a club somewhere in america in the late 80s where the dj would be behind a curtain and the DJ would have to play to the crowd based on the audible reaction of the crowd to the tracks. Whoa, that's Somebody's crazy, like right?
2: Forty nine right now listening to this podcast, and being, being like, "These Yo. kids don't know what
0: they're talking about." Nah, no, no, no. I was that, this, there. Yeah, yeah. but th- this was a thing. <laughs> that there are photos of like you know these DJs playing. is literally like a fucking curtain in front of them. Um, but you know, in Berlin, there's, there's actually quite a few clubs where that's kind of the idea. And if you go to like Trezor like six in the morning. You you go on the dance floor and people like okay a lot of them are pointed towards the DJ but many people really don't care and they're just there dancing po- looking at whatever talking interacting and people are like walking everywhere and it's like well Berlin
2: I think we were, we were talking about this at some point Berlin right is more i haven't been to berlin but isn't it isn't it true that berlin is a, more about going to a club that you want to go to than
0: seeing a dj definitely, you want to see definitely definitely yeah. definitely the club holds like the reason you go to somewhere because you want to go to that club
2: this us the states are all about stars if you think about it like even in even in rock music like or even in like pop music in the states they're actually if you think about it like the great bands i feel like are british like the beatles the rolling stones led zeppelin and then they're great, like solo artists, like pop stars, or like Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, um, Michael Jackson. Like, I feel like in the US, it's all about the star. And then, and so we, we That's I, funny. I feel like it's a very American thing of like the that star really, DJ. That really everybody. represents
0: American individualism,
1: doesn't it? <laughs> like, That's so funny. Yeah, it's a really good point, Jeff. It's like, I mean, there are clubs like, I really want to go to, but it's definitely more like along the lines of, oh, I want to go see this person, you know? Ninety-three
2: feet east is the number one club I want to play at. Where's that? In in, in London, it's um, it's where Fuse. I think I think Fuse does their parties there. Well, that's why you want to play it. Yeah, I do. It is. It's, yeah. It's, it's
1: no, that's okay. No, that's awesome. I think everyone should have a dream. I think everyone should have a dream club venue they want to play at. I mean, I think that's wanna,
2: yeah, definitely. Like Kyle, imagine if we're playing at the Brooklyn Mirage, like what that would mean to us. You know,
1: I was supposed to play it.
2: Oh yeah, well. Maybe well, maybe
1: it's now been. It. Um, Elro is now like planned for i think july next year so um kind of happy it's the, the mirage is going to be included like, playing on the actual mirage stage i think is so so sick playing on the main
2: like mirage stage in the summer is or, i mean that's such a, you don't get on that stage if you're not if you're not a somebody
0: are you gonna get on that stage kai
1: um i think i don't i'm not sure what where it's i mean i know what room they have me and i can't really i don't really want to talk about it though Um,
0: okay cool Cool. cool.
1: it should be pretty sick though you want to talk about it of course i do of course i do (laughs) yeah i was given that opportunity uh through someone named uh joey sutera he handles uh, elro for north america um he does an awesome job with it every elro i've been to has been absolutely sick um i'm a a big fan of everything that that joey does yeah joey's gonna be on the podcast soon so i'm I'm excited to get him on and pick his brain the demand in new york for elro parties is in Incredible. it's the most Every, packed party i've ever been to at, at uh everybody want, yeah
2: everybody has a ticket to elro when they
1: announce those mm. shows they're so fun man it's it's such an it's, it's such a good new york
2: vibe too i mean it's not it's not an american it's uh spanish party right yeah spanish but it's very like if you get like victor calderon at elro with like all all the all the latinos come out it's like such a new yeah. york vibe
1: that he was supposed to have his own stage all night long at elro. In the shed. Um yeah. I love when they turn the shed into a into a club room at Mirage. That just means the party is so sick they had to add another stage. So big that they need to add like a twelfth a twelfth stage. I know. I love when it's in there though. I, I saw Monolink in that room, it was so sick.
0: Ascanio, what's the what's the best city of partying in? Probably oh, it's really tough. I mean probably probably London, honestly, because that's where I started clubbing. But Berlin has the craziest parties I've ever been to by an unbelievable margin. The problem with Berlin is that because you go to a place because you want to go to that club, sometimes the music can be very bad. I've seen I've seen some of the best DJs I've ever seen in my life. here. I've also definitely seen the worst. I've seen some terrible DJs and, and no offense to them. Okay, no, they were really bad and it just, it just ruined my night when I saw them. People were like so fucked up behind the decks that I didn't even know what they were doing, you know? Um might as well plug an iPhone into that point and just fucking shuffle. Were they well known artists and they're just having a no, bad night? Or no, they, like, they were no, just... no, no, no. That's the thing. They're just it's all about connections here, so you're just random people, you know, who just think they can DJ. It's it's it, it, it's the thing that really annoys me about the scene here is that it's so like different. Like, there's there's no real rules as to how it should function, right? The 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 booker if you're friends with the booker you can play, you know, even if you're no one at the huge club like the main room, you know? Um, it's very free form and if you think about if you think about it, if a club is open for three days straight or four days straight as they are in Berlin, I've even seen five days straight. Think right. about how many DJs you need. That's so You many. need like That's so many sixty DJs. DJs or something. So so they so they have to book whoever at that point. Um but yeah, I you know, I didn't I, I haven't gotten booked here that much and it's like just because honestly, it's because I don't speak German. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you get really get excluded if you don't because you know they see you as the, like the foreigner like the tourist how long animal. you've lived and in germany right. for two years two years have you yeah i mean uh, have you tried have you tried N- no no it's it's really hard actually have germany you tried really to learn difficult. it no that was my mistake (laughs) so it's actually kind of my fault i mean the only way
1: you're going to learn a a language when you're older is if you speak it basically every day you don't have that young mind where you can soak everything in like a sponge so um i mean i would have taken that if i was you i would have taken the opportunity to learn german i
2: haven't experienced the scene very much internationally i'm definitely very proud of the scene that we have in new york
0: the New York scene's great. I've I've partied there. It's really good. If there's really only three major players for
1: this, and I honestly may say, like, the top two are obviously New York and Miami. I guess Chicago has been getting pretty good. I mean, obviously, the scene's always been there.
2: I've partied in Chicago before. It's just a bit small. Obviously, it's like the original mm-hmm. place where house music came up, but... That's- it's just it's just smaller. Like it's a pretty small community. There's a
1: lot of labels coming out of Los Angeles,
0: like lately. So hopefully the scene yeah. picks up over there. I lived but there for four years. It was not a good scene.
1: I
2: don't like Los Angeles. I,
0: I really. I I went to warehouse parties. I went to what I like I, I went. I, I saw it all there. It was not a good. It's New not York.
2: Good. New York is a very real place, and as real as New York is, is like exactly how fake. Los Angeles
0: is. <laughs> yeah, that nails it. Yeah. I, I really didn't like living in LA. I'm very glad I don't live there anymore. I miss my friends there, though. You like, went to school friends there, there friends right, Escania? Yes, yep. Four years. And I you know, you, you when you when you like l- l- are on the lookout for underground parties there, you'll find some pretty cool stuff, but like the main clubs are horrible, like so bad. And what's the best club like, there? Sound. Sound? yeah sound was sound had some good nights I went some good nights there but on the whole it's still like the LA crowd you know it's not a good bunch of people really and that's not 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 to hate on people from LA because I have like some amazing friends from there but on average the average club goer in LA doesn't know too much about the music isn't really there to listen to the music and just yeah just not not the right vibe for me yeah a lot um, of
2: hats a
1: lot
0: of big hats yeah yeah definitely and LA is all about show you know it's all about people pretending to be someone and that's like
1: my favorite kind of people. We get a lot of those here, as is. I can only imagine if you double check that. The New York scene is so funny too, because we get so many.
2: I mean, it's New York. There are so many international tourists all the time, and so the parties, like the big events, I feel like at you know for for international headliners are always like, it's like fifty fifty of like international people who are just in New York for vacation or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is just like New York, like everybody's such a new yorker and i've had i remember there was one night we went to see amelie lens um at 99 scott and it was just like full of well i guess she's french right it was full of um french tourists that night and there was just this one kid this one like little french kid who like kept coming up and bugging us and then like as he was leaving he was talking about he was talking about like all the people who were in the club. He's like, Z locals do this, Z Locals do that. And I'm just like, fuck off, bro. I I am Z Local. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeff, your next song should be <laughs> called yeah. Z Local.
0: Yeah. It will be. It's so interesting though, because y- you could y- you could get like you know a, a DJ of that caliber like Factory ninety three or whatever it was called in L A, and it'll be a totally different atmosphere. Like it will be like 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 a different DJ was playing there, you know. And all around the world, like every scene is so different. And I think that's pretty amazing. Like London to New York, so different. New York to L A, so different.
2: I just I really want to experience. I mean, obviously, right now you can't, but I really want to experience different cities, and it'll be cool. Like, hopefully, we got to play. Hopefully, we got to play in different cities, which will be like. You know, in, th- in different countries, I should say, It should be so
0: cool. London, London is 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 amazing. It, it used to be better because gentrification, all the small clubs closing. But um, uh, my my dream is to play at Fabric for sure. That's like my number that's a, one.
1: That's a top one for everyone from England. That's like their mirage. Yeah. They want to play there. It's, it's
0: just like when you when you when you went there, like at the begin, like when I went there when I was when I was eighteen, seventeen. That was jesus like seven eight years ago and it was like the most fucking incredible thing i'd ever seen it's like, a really cool spot i like yeah. it
2: my inspiration for starting short circuit was an interview that enzo Siragusa did with like fabric magazine mm-hmm. or like fabric blog or something oh, so sick. um fabric would definitely be really cool
1: Printworks is completely. Mine. That's Print- yeah. That's my one of my top spots is definitely Printworks. I've seen the videos from that place. I'm just like,
0: whoa. You can see the videos, but it's but it's it's not, like until you go there, you don't get this. The size is insane. It's insane. Like it's, it's it's
1: such an honor to play there. It's like you never see anyone who's not huge playing there. I feel never,
0: like. never, never. I've never no.
1: What's the capacity?
0: Uh, they say five thousand, but probably way more. You know, it's, they pack that in. Yeah, the, the the I think the main dance floor is probably that much because it's it, the venue is like the biggest. It's it's like a fe- the size of a festival. I do kind and of it's...
2: suspect that the the I mean, I'm obviously very New York centric, but I think I think Avant Gardner is probably just, like just as good a club yeah. as anywhere else in the world. I think it's that like perception
1: the... thing, Jeff, where it's like I'm not from England, so it's like whoa, that's pretty sick. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: but like the productions at that place are world class, festival level. In like the City Fox festivals are some of the best pro- They're maybe the best non-festival productions I can imagine mm-hmm. in the world. Obviously, you know I don't, I don't
1: know what. Dude, uh, to the City this. Fox Halloween last year they had Lee Burge playing, and this whole stage was on fire. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen.
2: George and Julie just being the oh yeah they like the
1: lineups they have for City Fox are so absurd. Yeah, Jeff, you're really right in that regard. If it's not actually a festival, but it really honestly is. If,
2: those it, are festivals like they build them as yeah City fox festival that's
1: true um i guess one other thing i'd really love to play i just really want to play a vegas pool party just like rip a sick tech house at a vegas pool party it would be we're, so we're, fun we're,
2: where they play in vegas pool parties uh
1: but place. i want people in the pool jeff i don't want them sitting yeah. on couches around the pool which i've been grateful for i don't want to tell you it's not great it's great it's a good time I, if anyone's listening haven't come out check it out um this would definitely be a sick one to come to this this saturday with the Martinez brothers if christian arango on too who's uh new york local i would consider him local legend
2: he's definitely a local legend
1: we love that guy yeah yeah we do uh,
2: he's a re- he's just a really good dj he
1: is i remember uh the first time me and jeff saw christian was not that long ago it was in a uh it was a pop-up party in the middle of a, like the woods in, in the queens right within queens Queens,
2: yeah it was so we we got off we, kyle remember we got out of the cab and you like kind of thought it was a sketchy neighborhood. I'm like, dude, my grandma grew up down the street. There's, <laughs> there's like a Chabad right yeah, there. Yeah.
1: So, like, so we you're, get you're, out like, and like we're walking and there's these like glow sticks on the ground leading you through the forest trails. And then the next thing you know, you just hear the, the music start boom, 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 boom. And then you get there and it just, you feel like you're in Tulum. It was sick. It went into, wait, go to like eight o'clock in the morning.
2: It was definitely bright. Yeah. Bright
1: out when we left. Oh, and me and I guess this is a little side story. And then they were only taking cash to get in, and me and Jeff didn't have cash, and it took. We we went on like an hour walk to go to an ATM. It wasn't an hour. It was an hour. It felt like an hour. Fifteen minutes. No, it's not fifteen minutes. (laughs) Um. Yeah, that was one of those, no, that's that's what you live
2: for in the scene, right? Like, that's that's one of the things, and I think that's, like, partially what helps you become a successful artist is taking stock of those nights, um, whether you're as an artist or as a fan, you're at an event and you kind of just, you're taken back and you're like, this is so cool, this is so underground, this music is so different. Like, I remember, it's, I think there's just, there are always those events. Like, I remember my first Resolute party was really kind of like, just hit me in the face of like, wow, this is such an underground cool thing that's going on. Something like that forest party, like we've done after hours parties that were like, you know, it just had that, certain things just have that cool factor where it's kind of like, that's what it's all about. Even if it's not a huge, I mean, I think some of the city fox events on the flip side are like have a cool factor and are also large scale, but some things are just so underground and you show up and you're like, I'm sure Berlin has something like that on every corner you just show up and you're like wow this is so cool like i can't believe i even found out that this exists kind of thing i love that
0: i've been to some fucking insane ones in berlin I, i'm probably you're probably all tired of hearing me talk about this but um, I'm never tired of it there was there was one i went to recently which was uh, in an in a world war Two bunker um this was this was like you just you, you have to go like far out of berlin and then you just kind of you know, someone's dropped a pin on the Facebook page, and it's like in this, you know, in this forest, and you're in this dark forest, and there's no lights, like no one's put up anything, and you just kind of follow the sort of doom, 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 and then nice. you see this like fucking bunker jutting out of the ground, and inside it's like dark, smoke-filled, like it definitely safety hazards everywhere <laughs> like yeah. um but yeah this was this was yeah that was that was um fucking wild i stayed that what like you live for 18 and that hours. energy
2: that energy of when you're like walking up to. oh it's so good i have a video I, I took a video
0: of, of me i i have a vi- yeah it's such a <laughs> it's such a good feeling
2: escario um, um you were saying that like houses. is con- I, I have a question just about berlin right you were saying a house is just techno is so big that houses so Completely overshadowed, but I know like Ben Rao, I think is Berlin based, like Sydney Charles, some really top um, house artists are there. So like, what is there? There's a house scene, or like, what if you want to go and hear? you know tech house or what what if you want groove in your music like what do you do yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. what if you want groove that's a good question um the thing about berlin is that it's kind of i love techno obviously yeah me too man me too berlin is everything there's every type of music here and at the forefront there is techno of course they're going to be house nights you know you're going to get But the thing is you're you're never going to get ben rao playing uh you know Berghein main floor you're just you're never going to get that right you're never going to get him playing Trezor main floor you're never going to they can play most clubs main floor. They will be playing either you know, Panorama Bar in Burghine or the second stages uh, and most other clubs. And that, if you're a, ha- like a big house name like Sydney Charles and Ben Rao, it's probably not great. Which is why, if you think about it, where do they mostly play? Not Berlin. right? They play all around the world and they're based in Berlin because the quality of life here is so good. Everything's so cheap. I think those guys you know? are also
2: just, they're both German.
0: But Yes, and, you know, this is where they grew up. And, you know, that, the scene here is... I mean, you know, I say there's no scene. It's The underground electronic music scene here is fucking enormous. Like, the, there is, there is of course, a house scene. It's probably, it's probably bigger than New York's by quite a margin, to be honest. It's just... When the main focus is something else, it's difficult, you know? And, I
2: always get lost in the fact that there are other... Because I live... Especially, I live in Bushwick, and especially, like, in the summer, you just walk around, like... Around my neighborhood, and there's like pulsing house and techno that's everywhere, great. and some. And I guess I I always take for granted the fact that I happen to live in like the exact center of mm-hmm. like the entire North American scene, and I forget that like it's a few blocks that are like this, and the rest wow. of the city they're you know,
0: wow, that's crazy.
2: You know what I mean? I mean I, I'm exaggerating a few blocks. Like this neighborhood is there's a ton of clubs.
1: Um, yeah but like the prime location where everyone's going yeah. through all the time and like that's where you associate it
0: with is in your direct area that's really cool to know. Um it's it's so crazy that it's not mainstream in American music. House and techno just aren't well, like Well
1: n- now that's n- I mean now the way in it's like you know, everyone's like fisher to all like the college frat parties and stuff like that which honestly I, I don't hate on that at all i actually like that kids are listening to this in college now because it's prepping them for when they come out and those are then eventually people who come to our parties and our events and it grows the scene so i i have a great appreciation for that type of music in itself it's not anything i'm going to listen to or really play but big respect to the guys who do that
0: music because it eventually brings mm-hmm. them to the underground for sure for sure for sure um, um
1: i think we're coming up on like an hour
0: yeah should we do should we do a speed dating round kai with jeff oh didn't really prepare any questions are, for that
1: ascani what if kyle
2: and i are already dating do we do do we still do speed dating? yeah
0: yeah yeah just for fun okay i don't know if, if you're gonna be able to if you you can say pass if you think it's gonna take too long to figure this out i'm um, very verbose so uh what is your biggest inspiration musically fuse fuse all right for the people who don't know what fuse is Give us a give us the spiel.
2: I, I was I was I was trying to be succinct. Um, the Fuse London <laughs> is um is a it's a record label and a party in London that has it's like kind of was on the forefront ten years ago and still today of like the yeah. very very underground London dubby minimal house sound um, and just their parties um, and their Legendary. whole their whole style and their music is what like my biggest guiding light.
0: Yeah, they're incredible. Enzo Siraguzo is the guy who started that. Um Yeah. You know. That's
2: my like um that's why I always tell people is like my main mm-hmm. person I wanna be like
1: true.
0: Yeah. What is your favorite club you've ever played in?
2: Um probably the Ilmore.
0: The uh, Ilmore? R. I. P.
1: the Ilmore. R. I. P. What's um, like a, I don't even know. Just like a is.
2: little underground, very underground little after spot um in in bushwick
1: oh so. that was such a fun night me and jeff basically played all night long just the two of us basically um i guess we'll leave it at that
2: yeah okay okay um, okay. um
1: yeah
0: do you play any instruments no yeah that's like everyone always says no because you just don't need instruments to play to make electronic music for anyone listening you don't need to know anything about music at i don't know uh, any like, music well, theory i
2: you you need a little music theory right
0: uh now nowadays
1: when you have all these different like midi tools and midi like things to assist your midi and samples that are in key and off of splice
2: if i I had a dime for every time i've like counted out a minor like a minor seventh and like all of the semitones
0: dude i i knew what that was before i knew any music theory i would literally be like okay what always sounds good and i went one two yeah one two three one two two, three three, four five six oh shit this sounds good and I literally remember discovering this, that it sounded good wherever I placed it, and I was like blown away. I was like, I understand music theory now. <laughs> you know? Now with like
1: Splice, it tells you what key something is. You can literally go and type, I need something in C minor, and just download a bunch of stuff, and you can make a loop and arrange yeah. it to a very simple song. So yes, you, you don't also, need to know
2: much. You could also throw it in a sampler and then just adjust the root note, but...
0: <laughs> Whoa, big brain, Jeff over <laughs> here. Fucking music <laughs> a- theory mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> one shot onwards. Um, what was the last film you saw? Uh,
2: I don't watch movie. that. This is further than my point. I don't watch movies or TV. You either. literally
0: don't watch any movies or TV anymore. Oh,
2: I love James Bond. I love <laughs>
0: James I Bond love as well. James That's Bond. a good, I like that. That's good.
2: That's the only movie that I'll watch. Is James
1: Bond, Jeff. I have a question for you. Ready? We're gonna fuck one, we're gonna marry one, and we're gonna kill one. Clubs, festivals, and warehouses uh i'm gonna marry a warehouse
0: you're gonna marry a warehouse
1: fuck the club
2: and uh kill the festival
0: really you're gonna kill the festival
2: um
1: yeah
0: well
2: i'm definitely marrying the warehouse i'm gonna live in the warehouse
0: okay (laughs) that was easy guys you wanted something crazy actually i almost i had the opportunity kind of to live above a nightclub in berlin um literally in the nightclub surprising And I, I, well, it never really came to fruition. I would have done it if it came to fruition. I would have. I don't think I could do that.
1: I get annoyed at hearing my neighbors like mumbling on the phone. I could not ever live. I should
0: have done that. I'm such a hypocrite when it
1: comes to noise. It's insane. Like I'm the loudest person I know, and in a second, (laughs) someone's being loud at a time where I don't want it. Then I don't like it. (laughs) That's called being a dick. I think that's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's great. But yeah, okay. Would you? What would you? What would you fuck? Kill marry, Kai?
1: Um, I think I would definitely marry the warehouse as well. There's just something mm-hmm. about that warehouse vibe you cannot get it anywhere else. It's awesome. So I'm gonna marry the warehouse. I'm gonna kill the club, and I'm gonna fuck the festival.
0: I would actually literally obviously. I would marry the club, fuck the festival, kill the warehouse.
1: Wow. So we we all have different dating mm-hmm. profiles. All very different. Ladies, come come get.
0: <laughs> three very different individuals right here but yeah. I guess
1: me and Jeff are both going to marry the warehouse me and Jeff will get married at the warehouse
2: if there's any if there's any warehouses out there I'm looking to settle down
0: <laughs> 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 oh, we have to ask this question every time Kai. I love this Yeah. Love this. Um,
1: so I guess we'll just end the speed dating there because we're really tight on time now uh, Jeff let's end this with another song of yours I'll let you pick which one you want that to be
2: Let's do um, the track Fever that I have coming out with Rossum. That's very groovy.
1: Cool. Groovy it is. So we'll go ahead and we'll we'll play this on the outro here. And want to thank you guys all for listening. And hopefully you enjoyed our guest Jeff Swerkowitz. You got a taste of, of my life every single day. <laughs> uh, we non-stop text from the minute we wake up till we go to bed. Uh, Jeff's a phenomenal partner of mine. A really cool artist um if you guys want to reach out to him definitely message him on any platform he's very responsive on all them um i'm on my phone 24 7 so
0: just hit me up what's your what's your ig handle
2: it's just my name at Jeff jeffsorkowitz
0: boom follow him give him give this man a follow awesome guys so here is jeff's
1: track fever coming out on Rossom. uh until next time we will see you guys later You gave me